You are now tuned in to Saved and Woke. Yes, I am. What up, everybody? It's your boy, MSW. That's Mr. Saved and Woke, also known as Juan Enrique Toussaint. And these are the afterthoughts for episode four, Too Woke for Your Own Good, my conversation with my man, The Real Tone Touch. And there's a lot of background noise in my area today, so I'm going to tr- do my best to keep these th- afterthoughts quick and to the point. Um, So we're just going to dive right into it. First thing I want to do is clarify the purpose or the main message of the episode. Basically, I was what I meant by too woke for your own good is not people who are really woke, which is, you know, um, being led by the the spirit of God, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the what I call sometimes the spirit of wokeness, but people who are so into various like ideologies religions and basically things that uh, are contrary to the word that that are like whether whether it's like african spirituality um any any other religion or any 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 way of thinking that is just so deep and so complex that and and it just and, and declares itself to be beyond god or to transcend even religion um, basically, anything that is keeping you from believing in, in the finished work of Christ, like if when when you are so woke and so so conscious that you're beyond God, you're too woke for your own good. And that was the point of of this episode. And I mentioned this. My second point is that it takes discernment, and discernment is just a knowing. An understanding, a perception, a spiritual perception that is not—it's not mental, it's not physical, it's not emotional. It's beyond that. It's, it's supernatural, and it comes from the Holy Spirit. I believe that every believer gets a little bit of that when they first believe in Christ, because when we do believe, the Holy Spirit, you know, indwells every believer, and then you get a whole new measure of that when you ask the Holy Spirit to to fill you. Um, and that's what I think is necessary in order for us to rightly divide the truth, which is basically the Bible's way of saying to understand what's real and what's not. And I've expressed more than once, and I'll do it right now, and I'll do it again, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And real wokeness, um, real truth is going to agree with that. And is going to have that as a central aspect of its ideology and ways of thinking, etc. So there's that. Next, I want to talk about how at one point in the conversation, Tone mentioned that he knew people were, were wrong a lot of times when they were telling him or trying to explain to him how Christianity was not the way, how Christ was not the way. But he didn't always debate them. And I think that's great because a lot of times we feel like we have to debate people in order to, to to win for Jesus, to win for the kingdom. But, I mean, although 
we should follow the Bible and seek to always have a ready answer when we can. But of course, like nobody's perfect, so you're not always going to have a ready answer at, at all times. And if you try to debate somebody when you know they're more prepared for that conversation than you are, it's going to make you look, you know, kind of foolish and you might end up getting your feelings hurt unnecessarily. But in this case, in his story, he's like, he wasn't shaken. He just chose not to engage because he knew at that moment he just didn't have the, the information to refute whatever they were saying. And I, and I think that's great. Like, I used to feel that same pressure to try and refute people. Um, but now I don't. If I have an answer, like, I, I, I'll give it. And if I don't, I'm going to say, you know what? I know, you're, I know you're wrong. And I'm going to get back to you on that. I'm, of course, in love. Uh, and not in any like snarky kind of way. Um, but the main thing is that we just continue to seek. The Bible says seek and you will find knocking the door will be open. I believe this has uh, spiritual validity as well as, you know, even if we're talking about spiritual things or spiritual concepts, but like religion is an academic uh, field. So if you seek knowledge and if you're actually seeking, not just wishing you knew more, then you'll find it like, when I started doing this podcast, I started doing this podcast because I didn't know anybody else who was talking about the stuff that I was. And now that I have, it seems like as soon as I started, I just fell into all these other podcasts and other outlets that have the information that I was looking for because I was seeking actively. And I encourage you to do that. We here at, at Saved and Woke, we encourage you to keep on seeking, um, especially since that because we we believe that we serve a living God, that you're not going to be alone in that that search, and He's going to guide you to what it is that you're looking for, and to what it is. And even when you're sometimes we're looking, and God will have us find stuff that we weren't even we weren't even looking for. It's just the, that as as long as you're looking, and you're looking, and you're looking is based off of uh, desire to do right, your a desire for righteousness, a desire to not see um, souls lost to the kingdom or those who are kind of wavering on belief or not to be lost. And God's going to empower that. God's going to bless that. God's going to bless you for it in more ways than you can even imagine. He's already, he's doing it for me right now. Um, so that's that. Next point. I mentioned uh, one at one moment in the conversation how a lot of, I guess, some of the, uh, I guess, fuel that these people who are, I say, are, are too woke have is that... A, uh, a lot of mainstream Christian pastors and Christian thinkers um, in the in Western society, they when they're rec- when they're talking about the fathers of the faith, they are only usually talking about white contributors to the Christian faith that made their theological contributions like centuries and centuries after Christ, you know was crucified and so between his resurrection and his ascension to to heaven and these these white or european christian fathers there was like 14 i believe or 1600 year gap and so in the in the first century after christ's resurrection and ascension like christianity was a brown a brown person's religion. It was definitely. I'm not. I'm. I'll, I'll, the theologians that I follow would say like maybe not so much black, but definitely not exclusively white. So there's probably like a little bit of 
European people who are, who are believers, a whole heap of brown people, majority, majority brown people who are, who are believers, and um, a small group of um, black or African believers as well. And it was these, all of them together who were coming up with what we now hold to be fundamental Christian theology. Um, and I'm learning names like Tertullian, um, St. Augustus, um, or St. Augustine, Augustine himself. Um, I'm not even actually, you know, there might be another Augustine, but I know there's an Augustine from Africa. Um, uh, someone out of Egypt, origin, even though he's not the most popular, but origin is a, is a, was a Christian father out of Egypt. And like all these two woke people, they're talking about how they're comedic and they're involved in comedic culture. And I'm like, man, like Egyptians, like there, there was an Egyptian pope before they were converted to Islam. They like Egypt had a pope that or had a, at least had a bishop that was present at the Council of of Nicaea, which was convened by um, Emperor Constantine of the Roman Empire. And he was the first person. Like, the emperor of Rome, Constantine, he was the first emperor, uh, the first Christian emperor, sorry, the first, um, well, the first emperor who claimed to be Christian. And he co convened this meeting at the Council of Nicaea to confirm certain things about the Christian faith. He was like, okay, so what all, so what all are we saying about Jesus? And it's noted, like, although, like, some people give that counsel like that oh, that's where Christianity was created. It was like, no, he was trying to confirm what all these people had for centuries already been believing and the reason that the council of nicaea was called was because people had started preaching other things like oh jesus is not actually part of the godhead the godhead is not really a trinity um they were saying that jesus is like lower um, among other things there are people going around saying that jesus is like an angel or jesus was part of creation and so the council of nicaea among other things was called to confirm that wait no jesus is part of the godhead right so jesus is equal with god the father and the holy spirit and so that's where the council of nicaea came and the point being is that there are all these brown what we would call middle eastern and african bishops people who had fathers of the faith who were informing this western white person who was claiming to be Christian but really wasn't and I'll get into that in later episodes they were confirming to this person what Christianity really was um, but the problem is it, that we have today is that nobody really talks about those people and it is my hope and the hope of the rest of us at Save the Woke that we will get into more more detail about those those early those early Christian fathers. Uh, later on in the episode, I also mentioned how people often turn away because their foundation in Christ was already flimsy. Like if you're, if your whole salvation, if all of your salvation was based on the fact that your grandmama went to church, your parents made you get to church. I'm like, yeah, it's probably likely, or it probably be really easy for you to fall away. Um, but I also want to mention, like, I don't want to blame people themselves for falling away. I also believe that, you know, there are people around us who should be showing us how to truly live for God, you know, like our parents, like our pastors, like anybody who claims to be a believer who's around us, especially while we're young, who should be explaining and exemplifying what it means to be a believer. Not like, a, not just 
telling us what we believe, but explaining why we believe it and then showing how that should manifest in our everyday life, how we conduct ourselves um, as individuals in our relationships and as people in society. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about was how Tone mentioned that no one can argue with you about your testimony. Um, the Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And although I do think it is important for us to be able to say, to defend God with something more than just, oh, well, God is just too good. I don't know where I'd be without him. Like when you know your testimony, when you know what God has brought you out of, even when I can't win an argument, even when somebody makes like seems like they're talking circles around me, I'm like, you know what? I can't answer them, but I know what God has done for me, man. I remember, like me personally, I remember being on the floor just screaming at the top of my lungs because I was so depressed and so hurt. And I remember when God came, it was like somebody flipped a switch and all of that hurt, all the depression just was instantly gone. And in its place was just this boldness, this power that I had never experienced before. I had not been praying. I had not been reading. I had just repented, not even of my own free will, basically. I I, I repented because my life blew up in my face and I was just so depressed. But then I remember when, when God came and changed things for me, like I know because of that, like God can do anything. One, I know that God is real. And it's just stuff like that that keeps, uh, that is encouraging. You have to remind yourself. Sometimes you got to preach to yourself. Like that did that did me good just then sharing that with y'all. Um, so don't forget your testimony. Hold on to your testimony. Even when you can't answer everything that someone says, we overcome by the blood of the lamb, like his sacrifice, which is real and is still powerful today. And the word of our testimony, which is still real and powerful today. Uh, one of the last things uh, that Tone highlighted was like the importance of discipleship. He did this when he mentioned, he did this indirectly when he mentioned uh, people who are quote unquote searching are easy to fall away or not. Um, they know that there is a power beyond them, but they're basically open to whoever sounds most convincing. And this is why discipleship is so important because when you first believe, like evangelism is great, when you just go out and convert people or you just have a conversation, it's like, you know what, I do believe, and you just lead somebody to Christ, you lead them in the sinner's prayer and just tell them what it means to be saved, and then they believe in the finished work of Christ, and boom, they're a believer. But do they understand the faith? No, most likely not. Um, and discipleship is just that process of teaching somebody what we believe, um, showing them how to pray, showing them how to read the Bible, <laughs> helping them download the Bible app um, or whatever app you use if you don't use, or however you choose to study the Word. It's showing them how to study, showing them how to strengthen themselves in the faith and to to feed themselves spiritually. And that's why discipleship is so so important if you know somebody out there who is a saved but kind of you know not so wobbly and you'd be wondering about it if you'd be worried about them that's probably a clue like hey man you know what what do you believe i want to make sure or or sis like what what do you what do you what do you mean when you say you're, you're a christian and, and help them out help them out in love don't beat them over the head um and you know ask the holy spirit to guide you like who should who, who do you want me to disciple because that that like and i've also heard that you know discipleship is just good for yourself personally. Like when we disciple others, we're all, we also become um, stronger and more disciplined spiritually. 
Um, and the last thing, and one of the greatest points that I think Tom made was that he mentioned that people gravitate toward evil doctrines, towards uh, doctrines, especially the ones that talk about uh, black people or any other minority being superior instead of inferior to whites, which is just not a re resolution, but just a flipping of the problem. And he said, but God already did. God already did that for us. Um, and that's just a beautiful thing. And I feel like when we if we can really show people what, what that Christ, that Christ affirms us, that, that Christ affirms all people and he values all people, regardless of skin, regardless of your skin color, regardless of your background. When we can show people that they are validated and not just being ordered around by Christian doctrine and by harsh laws, but that, that they are loved and affirmed by a living God who's crazy about them, then we'll start seeing some moves or start making some real moves on behalf of the kingdom. Um, but that's it for my afterthoughts on my conversation with Tony. It was definitely my favorite episode so far for this season and I'm really excited because we've got so much more in store for you all. But until then, keep the faith and stay woke. Yeah.